back in the night Stripes in our veins, sparks gonna fly The beast is awake, orange, black and white Cause when the jungle come alive Who day we ignite in Cincinnati, we gon' rise in love. In the jungle, we unite in love. Dripping orange and black and white. All day when we fight, live and die in these stripes. Wake up the beast, every damn day is a feast. Time to bust it off the leash. In the jungle, dripping heat. Tigers strike the city streets. East side, stand up. West side, stand up. If you weapon, who day? Time to put your hands up. Bingo stripes, we in it. New day, new age, yeah, we get it. Cincinnati jungle fitted, who they in our house we win it. Orange and black and white we build it. Earn our stripes, you know we kill it. Bleed our colors, jungle dripping. Nasty natty, yeah we live it. Lit the crowd, get the city loud. Yeah we feasting now. Fit the bounce, make the city howl. Now we beastin' now. Thunder through the tunnel, from the sideline to the huddle. Stripes we tatted on the jungle when we flex that. Who they muscle on them? Cincinnati, we gon' rise in the In the jungle we This is Bengals Talk with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I bring you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio. Home of the back-to-back AFC North champion Cincinnati Bengals. Now, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. You guys are awesome. I'm up to 2,132 subscribers. Huge jump yesterday. Appreciate you guys. But do me a favor, if you're watching on Facebook or Twitter and you have yet to subscribe to my channel, why not? Please do so. Please go to the YouTube channel, Bagels Talk with Strawberry Ice. Hit the subscription button, hit the bell for notifications, and every time I go live, you'll be notified. Also, exclusively in the YouTube chat crew, we're doing Super Chat. So if you want to support the show or you got something you want to ask Parker Blake or you want to ask Dale, or like I said, just want to support the show, give me a Super Chat. I would greatly appreciate it. And as always, I'm coming to you live from the Ice Cave in this beautiful place down here. The Ice Cave is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. So if you're looking for a house, a condo, apartment, you have a rental property, you just don't want to manage anymore, give T-Properties a shout. and They'll take care of the rest. And you know it. I wear it every single day. I'm serious. I do. I wear it every single day. Jackpot Joey. So I got the hat on, hoodie. We got the beer. We got the flag. We got all kinds of stuff. If you want any of the merchandise, the hats, clothing, all stuff. Go to jackpotjoey9.com. If you want any of the beer, go to Brink Brewery. It's there in Hamilton Avenue. Also, they sell it at Corker Bottle, uh, Delhi Liquor, uh, Jungle Gyms, all those places. Uh, portion of the proceeds go to the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Fund and the Joe Burrow Fund. And sports betting is legal in the great state of Ohio. So if you're not downloaded Betfred Sports app yet, why not? We got the NBA playoffs coming up. We got baseball. I mean, I know the Reds aren't going to be very good, but you can bet on how bad they're going to be, how maybe they're going to be better to take the hour. I don't know. Go check out Beth Fred Sports and get your bets on there. What's up to everybody in the chat crew? We got Brad, you were first. Not you, you were first. My bad. Were you first? No. Oh, my bad. I'll get it right here. Nope, not sure. Nicholas, you were first. The chat went up. Anyway, Nicholas was first. Strangers in there. Brad's in there. Chris, Porkchop, Darth Bagel. What's up? Ryan, Kevin, William, Crip. Uh, Ryan, you're in there again. Another Ryan, Ryan. Uh, William, I think that's everybody. Anyway, let's get to this thing. We have the co-host with me. Because sometimes he's the co-host, sometimes he's not. But today he's the co-host. He's Dale, or Diesel, whatever you want to call him. Just don't, just don't call me late for dinner. But I don't think anybody ever calls you late for dinner. That's, you know, that's why you're Diesel. Big Diesel. That's how you walk around. Big Diesel coming. All right, get Parker in here. This is okay, going far already. Let's go, Parker. The weirdest intro I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> That's right what there. we do here. It's pretty fucking weird. 
Not gonna lie, that was part of it. And <laughs> I, I didn't. You came, you came in sexy with your beanie and glasses, and then you just growled at each other for like thirty seconds. I don't know. Yeah. It was it's a sexual thing, Parker. It's, yeah, we got a lot of time together. Okay, yeah, guys, don't really have to communicate. We can just grunt and virtually. We yeah. spend a lot of time together. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm winking. I, I know. I know. Jeff's a cam girl. We don't gotta hide that. <laughs> You're literally asking people to pay you while you're on camp. Well, duh. Cam girl. Yeah. You know what you are. You know, it's all right. Oh, Dale. Actually, Dale's got more super chats here lately than I have, to be honest. No, I have it like one time. Okay. It was one <laughs> he, time, Jeff. And he dominated. He had like five of them. Like five dollars. No, fuck no, you got more than that. This is $21. I still haven't seen that money, by the way, but Derek best be paying me. <laughs> Bitch better have my money, as Rihanna says. <laughs> Pay me right. what you owe me. Let's get into this here. So we finished the NFL combine, and we have the man who knows a lot about the offense line, the big uglies, and we know the Bengals, and well, I hope we know this, the Bengals need to address the right tackle position. Where are you at on the Bengals' right tackle position? Who do you think they should get? What do you think they'll do? You take it from there. Well, I mean, if, if they're looking to draft a right tackle, I think there's there's good prospect. And it's interesting because you see a lot of year to year, you don't really know what you're getting in the draft. And I think this year is really tackle heavy, but not like left tackles. And I, there's some guys that went back to school this year that I think are going to be really high-level left tackle prospects next year. So, I mean – if you're looking to replace the right tackle in the draft, this is the year to do it. And that's why I've even said if they're going to sign a free agent, still just draft a guy because you can't you can't make up for that youth in free agency. And there was a lot of good performers. I mean, Dewan Jones, everyone's been talking about him. Massive man. And he can move. I let's if we're all we you're a liar if you didn't say that he was going to have the slowest 40 coming in. That's all I'm saying. The man is like six, eight, four hundred pounds. If you didn't think he was going to run a seven second 40 like I would have, then you're out of your mind. But he, I mean, he posted a damn good time. I'm excited to see him bench. For as big as he was, that was ridiculous. <laughs> it's like that that shot they had like straight down the line of him running. Dude, that's literally, that's where I was sitting. I was sitting right there and I saw him running toward me. I said, that's the biggest damn human I've ever seen in my Horrifying. life. Horrifying. Well, and his imagine. bench might not even be that great because his arm length is fucking ridiculous. Oh, hey, but we've compensated for that if you even follow with your, me, with your No, with your system, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, Now, I wonder what your system, you need to go back and do Orlando Brown because that man, that's what, one big knock on him coming out. He did like fucking eight reps or something. I'm doing that tonight. I'll do Orlando Brown. It wasn't eight, but it was, very, it, it was not very many. Well, I remember like his combine was horrible. He had like a like a relative athletic score of like four. Like it was worst awful. combine since Andre Smith. That's why I was shocked <laughs> we didn't take him. The only thing he didn't have was the shirt off. Titty I wish we would have taken him. <laughs> oh man! All right, strangers got the first question here. He said, "What's the chances of us going for uh, Landry Taylor?" Uh, okay, okay, hold on, hold on. That says Lawan Taylor. There's Juan Taylor Lawan and there's Jawan Taylor. There's two separate Juwan Taylor. I was gonna I think, ask that same question. Yeah, I think he means I think he means guy from Jacksonville. Juwan. Juwan Taylor? Yeah, Juwan. I think that's it might be wrong, but that's the 25-year-old right tackle, most likely who he means. Yeah. Well, he's looking, he's looking for what, like 11, 10 or 11? I don't know. It might be more like 15. I don't see them. I thought you were his agent. I thought we were gonna come to a deal today. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, if they're signing a free agent, they're signing a cheap guy. That's what they do in free agency. I mean, that's why I think Big E, I'm not going to even try to say his last name. Illuminor. Um, from, Illuminor. Uh, Illuminor. Illuminati. 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 Out of Las Vegas. Illuminor. Um, but I, I think he's the best option, just value-wise. He's dirt cheap, and then he's – everyone's worried about the penalties. I mean, you can coach penalties out of a player in an offseason. Some people might disagree with that, but – that's an easy thing to fix, especially you can scheme people out of penalties at the tackle position. So I think he's the best option for agency because he's cheap, and I think he's a really effective player. I mean, well, everyone knows I also like McGarry, but there's a whole pass pro conversation with him that I don't even want to get into. That's exactly what we've been saying this for like the last two weeks when Dale told me about him. I'm like, yeah, he sounds perfect. And I actually talked to Dan Horde about it yesterday, and he was in agreement. And uh, the best thing, too, is if you sign him and he's on cheap, you can keep Lel. And then you can wait till he comes back. And if if 
you know, Illuminati is not playing good, then you put L in there or vice versa or whatever. Either way, if LC is your freaking backup, he can play guard as well. So there's yep. your, that's why I'm like, this makes complete sense to me to go sign Illuminor. Well, it. imagine like if you're throwing if you're throwing Collins in on the jumbo package as your sixth lineman, like are you are you kidding? And then like that's what I'm saying. You can you can draft Illuminati, not you can sign Illuminati and then draft Dewan Jones, and you can have three of the freaking best run blockers on the right side you could ask for and it doesn't matter who who works now you're getting greedy you're getting greedy i seen i seen your tweet and i said to jeff i said now he's getting greedy when he also wanted to draft dewan jones that's what i messaged and i said i think i would go a different route in the draft if we get no i i I don't think they can double dip i think they should because i think it makes sense this year with the draft because you don't get you don't get you would take seven linemen parker you're not gonna see another one you're not going to all the Jones. time, the whole draft. <laughs> I t- I, I'll tell you, what, I don't think, I don't think Dewan Jones touches twenty eight. I think he goes. No, I've said he's gone seventeen. Yeah. So, uh, is that the Steelers pick or are they eighteen? He's going right in that range. Yeah, he's if if he passes the Steelers, I'll be amazed. Yeah, I, I think the amazed. Steelers will take him. I honestly do. I, I could completely see that. But, but it's like I've been like, saying, like you, you pay for your needs. You just draft. You draft best player available. And I, yeah. And that's where I'm like, I don't think the Bengals can wait for the draft to fix the right tackle. And, and it's not that – only reason we have to fix it is because Lel is, is injured. I mean, other than that, it would be depth. We still have to get, get depth. Uh, that's, that's one thing. And in this scenario, we got depth, <laughs> you know, in one move. It, it gives, gives you depth. I'd still like to get another one in the draft, you know, maybe well later on down, like, you know, third or fourth round maybe. Mm-hmm. Good deal. I will say Darnell Wright and his athletic performance and stuff helped him a lot, which I, Parker, I don't know if you watched when we had Mike Renner from PFF on Bengals and Brews, yeah. but like yeah. he had him way down. I said, man, Bengals Twitter going to hate you, bro. Like, why do you hate Darnell so much? He had him like seven. Hey, you've seen my rankings, man. I'm not Darnell's Darnell's a good player, but he's not in my top five. Yeah. Who is That's your top five? five? Let's put that, put that out there. My top like tackles, yeah, tackles. Oh God, I don't know. It's been a mess this week. My top five tackles that'll get me yelled at, um, <laughs> and one of them isn't even really a tackle, so it's really like three and a half. But I got pair. I got PJ. Hold on, hold on. Let's go one by one, and I'll yell at you or I'll prove. <laughs> <laughs> well, Paris Johnson's the guy. If you don't think he's number, number one, one. you're wrong. Yeah, I've had him that. number one. I agree with that this whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, I got Broderick Jones next because that man is also massive and he moves so well. Okay, okay. Now, the, I still approve, yes, but this is where Skaronski at least comes in yeah. to play for me and you, the argument. So, is he on your list too? Uh, Skaronski's in my top five. I think he's he's probably be like the number one interior guy for me if he would just make Fair. that transition, but. Yeah, because we kind of talked about that, right? I said I think somebody will give him a shot at least to play yeah. tackle, but if you move him in, you're you're potentially getting—I won't say he's this guy, but he's the damn closest probably thing to Quentin Nelson if he just focuses on guard. That's come out. Yeah, I, I'm worried about his athleticism, which is why I don't like him at tackle. But I think it's workable. But he can he can even be one of those just big guys that can just bang people around for a smaller center. Like if the Ravens grab him for Linderbaum, that'd be awesome. But I don't know. We'll see where he goes. All right. Continue with your with list. Him. I want to but, yell at you. I haven't got to yell yeah. at you yet. <laughs> well, I have DeWan at three, which everyone's been yelling me about. So you can go ahead and do the same thing, but I have him at four. So I, there's no reason for me to yell at you, especially <laughs> like if you really, if you really think Skaronski is a better guard then to me, Jones is tackle three. I would a hundred percent agree with you on that. And then I have Skaronsky at four just because I think just overall athleticism, he's – I mean, as the build, as a tackle, he looks good. I don't think he moves very well, but I think just his ability and I'm watching him play the position, he's in the top five for sure. So I threw him at four. But then, like like I said, there's – it's like top three, gap, and then a big gap to like five, which yeah. I have. I have McClendon. I have Warren McClendon and Darnell Wright tied at five. And I always – All right. I know Warren McClendon. mover. Warren McClendon's your guy. That I love McClendon. No one else does, but I do. <laughs> He's one of those guys that you can see that's like, for whatever reason, they are going to slide to like round three, oh, yeah. four, and then they're still going to come in the league and be a starter. Georgia, that happens a lot. Be like a day three guy. Like, it's crazy. Who is the guy? There's a guy from Georgia, I feel like, last year, a guard. Same same thing. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. He's like, why is it? He went like sixth round even. He I went so late. And he, had, he got a lot of reps for the Chargers this year because their O-line couldn't stay healthy. But he, but I, I, then he did good. He was really good. <laughs> coming out, I said he was a great tackle and guard. Doesn't matter where you put him. He's going to be solid. And everyone was like, no, he's a later round guy. And I mean, we're doing just fine I had him now. as a second, third round guy. And when he kept sliding, I'm like, why, why is this guy? I said, did he kill someone? That's what I said. It's just like Creed Humphrey sliding to like almost a third round. Uh, Kevin's got a question here. Uh, overall, who who would be the best fit? I think I think he's saying for for the Bengals. I mean, that we could actually get, that we could actually draft. Not, I mean, I, well, I are we also saying Jonah's going to be left tackle because that eliminate you know that takes some jo- Jonah. Away. Yeah, like Jonah's going to be left tackle. Oh, next he's playing left tackle. Yeah, next year. Right tackle. He's yeah. playing left tackle next year. Mm-hmm. Right. So we need a right tackle to, right tackle. to yes. start to answer right. that question. Mm-hmm. So who do you – I mean, I, he's going to say Jones, right? you got to okay. say – I'm telling you, if Jones makes it down there, they have to pick him. I don't care what the situation is. Dude, because, I'm with you. I'm especially not. with Collins on the roster. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he fits great in behind Collins just as having him as a mentor. And then if Collins gets hurt again or can't get healthy, just throw Jones in. It's the same player but younger. Mm-hmm. I keep saying Dewan Jones is the Lyle Collins signing, but it actually has long-term potential. So I, I got one for you. that I saw a guy, uh, Freeland. Jumped out the freaking gym. He's like six seven. I think he's is that's kid from North. six eight. Six eight. Yeah, he's, he's, like, he's like six eight and came in just uh, just over just like three oh two or something like that. He, he came he out as three ninety two, and everyone knew I that was out, a couple of high yeah. jumps. I said he gained a hundred pounds in the <laughs> senior bowl. I couldn't believe how high he jumped. They had to move the sticks up three times because he kept hitting the, hitting the top of them. Him and okay. Bijan have the same vertical. Oh, do they really? Thirty seven inches. Yeah. Sheesh. I mean, I know there's a big difference in height, but still, for a big guy to get that high up, I don't yeah. give a crap. That's it's still a pro. It was a present to watch because I'm, I'm over there watching. Going, Who the hell is that? <laughs> like, damn, that's ten, foot, ten like, foot broad, four nine six forty. I mean, he's uh, an athlete. I mean, he played tight end in high school. Yeah, so. he 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 looked. He was B- very B- impressive. BYU is that his school? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Oh, I, I thought you. Oh, I thought he was Northwestern. Sorry, you know what? BYU. Oh, he's from BYU. Okay. Okay. Local kid, man. Local kid. Oh, he's from here. From here? Oh, from oh, from where you're at? Okay, I got yeah. you. I thought you meant. I thought you meant here. I know who he is. Don't worry. <laughs> I I don't love him though. Personally, no. I, like, he he's a he's going to play right tackle. He played left tackle all his college career. Um, he's gonna play right tackle in the league just because he's not a good pass protector. He's not good around the edge. He can't get his nine yards of depth with a speed rush. He doesn't really protect the inside very well. He's a great mover in the run game. I don't know. He has the strength to move people. But like get him on the second level, get him out in space. He's a great athlete. Like he's yeah. gonna make that work. But I have like legitimate concerns about his pass protection. Not a, not a Frank Pollock guy at right. Not time. a Frank Pollock guy at all. Like the yeah, I mean, you're almost six eight. You're three hundred. That yeah. alone, you just you think of that body and that that comes along with that athleticism. He has mm-hmm. to have that to stay in the league. I am as like a third round guy, maybe. And maybe yeah, he's gonna. I, I can see him going in the second just because if there's a run on tackles, people are just gonna want to grab guys. Reach, yeah, yeah. that's what um, I, I, with his with his athletic profile. I can see a team taking a shot with him, but he's a day two guy for sure. I I put value starting in round three, just like you said, but yeah, I just he's I a guy know. that's gonna need a year at minimum, if not two, to even think about putting him on the field yeah. to me. PFF's been raving about him for his whole college career, and a lot of people are saying he's a day one starter or at least can earn a starting position, but I just – I don't see it. Now, Dean here says uh, – and I think this guy is going to make some money just because of his look, the uh, the kid from South Dakota. Right. North yeah. Dakota State, the Bison. North, yeah. The I'll say, bison. Put, some, put some respect on North Dakota State <laughs> University. <laughs> NDSU, baby. Uh, I don't – okay – First conversation, how do you say his last name? Have I been saying it wrong ma. or is everyone on TV saying it wrong? It's Ma, right? I, I've heard a lot of Ma, like the CHM is okay. silent. But but I – It's not Mouch. I haven't heard that. Anymore. That's what everyone at the Combine was calling him, was Mouch. I don't know. It's the guy without the fucking teeth. Well, the teeth. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful that hair. And, and the that. funny did you did you see the video of him pretending to be uh, – uh, the the play dynamite when he was a kid. Oh, that was that awesome! Movie? His little yeah, that was hilarious. Oh, he put that on, on the screen in there, and in, in, in uh the, the stadium there. I'm like, holy crap! And he he didn't have any teeth then either. 
<laughs> he lost him in seventh grade playing basketball. I learned over the. He never wanted weekend. to put him back in. He, he doesn't. Just, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He's come out like, all right, dude. Whatever. I think we kind of hard to eat, but whatever. But I mean, to me, when you see that, I'm going. First, I saw his picture. I'm like, that's a glass eater. That's a glass yeah. eater, man. <laughs> literally, literally pound those out though. Like that's what they do. <laughs> so where, where do you see him going? Um, he's my interior O line one. I wouldn't say he's O. He's he's not guard one. He's not center one. But he's my interior guy, like my top guy, just because he has that five position flexibility. I don't know how he'd be at tackle, but I know he can play it. I don't know how he's going to pan out at guard. He's really athletic. He's got the strength. He put 29 reps on the bench. I think he can move around well. Like, I think he's going to pan out really well. I don't know where he's going to play, but that versatility for me put him at the top of my list just because any team can grab him and he's going to he's gonna fill a need for you. I, I have him as guard too. So I have uh, Torrance from Florida. He transferred there last year from, I can't even remember the damn school. Smaller school that has produced some guys too. I don't know why I'm blanking on it, but. He's a big boy, Torrance. Yeah, Osiris Torrance. Yeah, he's like 340, like 6'5 or something. Yeah, 6'5, 6'6. Yeah, that's a big deal. I got him at number one, but. Where you got McNing, if I'm saying it right? McNing? Is he moving up the board? Dean wants to know. I don't know who that is. I was saying it wrong, or he spelled it wrong. My list. I don't think I have that. I'm gonna need spell check on that one before I can answer any questions about it. Wait, so okay, Dale, who are your who your top five interior guys? So see, I I do I still I guess I rank center and guard separate. Okay, I can I can I can appreciate that. That's all right. So I have Torrance as like my number one guard. Okay. The only guy I think worthy of potentially late first round as okay. a guard. And then the only guy I have at center that I would and it's honestly I have this guy more early second is the John Michael Smiths from yep. Minnesota, Minnesota at guy. center. And then I'm trying to combine these here just off the top of my head. So then Cody Ma I have as my guard number two. Okay. And uh Titman I have as center two. So, like, I'm pretty locked in on those being my top four. The dude from okay. Wisconsin, because he can play guard, too. That's a yeah. big-ass dude. I was disappointed he didn't test, because supposedly he is supposed to test like a freak also. He just would be super athletic. And I, yeah. I was talking about that with some people today. I didn't really see his athleticism on film, but if he tests well, like, I want to see his drill work and see if he can move. That's my same thing with um, the Minnesota center. Is I, he was on a bum ankle all year, so watching his film, he doesn't really have that lateral mobility. But if he can drill well and like I can get some of those clips, like I'll change my mind on him. But I, I'm low on both those guys right now just because nothing flashed to me on film. But I like Titman because he can he I feel like he'll be a good guard at the league because he's got that size. Yeah, at worst. Yeah. Yeah. Because can right, so, he play it's hard six six. Can he play center at six? Like that's just yeah. a leverage thing that is always a question. I, I wanted to get my fifth here, Jeff, real yeah, quick. All right, go ahead. Go. Because that. I I I had Voorhees. He's obviously gonna I have to move him down just because yeah. he's not going to play this year. So I'm going to have to move him down. But I do love the fact that he's still – that's a glass eater. Yep. Went out there and put up, what, 30 broken 40 on the bench. It's, it's unreal. But then I have Steve Avili, who I think could play center and guard also. that's He's probably my actual number five interior mm-hmm. line. All right, so Dean was asking about Ma, if we're saying it right. Um, North Dakota State. Yeah, North Dakota State. Is he moving? Did this this weekend help him move up on the board on your board? I, or I would hope so. I can't move him any higher personally, but I don't know how. He's a guy that's really interesting because I don't know how NFL teams look at a guy like that because he's got the FCS background, which I think a lot of NFL teams knock because they're looking for a, they're looking for high floor guys, and they don't really. There's not a lot of data about how that translates. Sometimes it works well, sometimes it doesn't. And so I feel like he could just get knocked for his for his helmet. And then, but I mean, he tested like crazy. I think he's strong. I, I can only imagine he's interviewing well because from what I've seen, he's got a great personality. Like, I feel like teams are going to like the guy. Right. Just if they can justify picking him up. So so does does Cordell Volson and the success, success he had last year coming from that same school, is that, you think that helps? Mom I, don't think, I don't think people use that as a. 
Really? Yeah, just because it, I mean, it can be a variable. You don't know. It can just right. be a one-off that happened. I thought maybe it's the same coach staff going interior. No, I agree. I, I'm, I'm with you. I love, I love Bison. Like when they come out in the league, I always watch them because I, they always play well, especially in the trenches. But I just right. don't know if anybody else is. Dale. Well, I was just gonna. I wanted to look back at his age because I know that that was one thing with Bolson is yep. he was an older prospect. He had like the six years that he was on, and and you do have to factor that in for what it doesn't always make a huge difference but it's something i always factor in to my evaluation on yep. where i put a guy one over another if there's one guy's two years younger well given the two years younger guy if they're close for sure so ma is is 24 like already mm-hmm. so a little bit older kind of like that too and a small school and i'm not saying i like i said i still am solid as guard too i i like the kid, I, I like that he's going to work his ass off, and you just know that, and you can't go wrong taking a kid like that. But that mm-hmm. is, I wanted to double check his age because I wasn't sure. Of Did it. you? Yeah, no, he's, there... a, he's an older guy, and a lot of people were talking about that. He's an older guy playing at the FCS level. He's going to look good. That's what a lot of people were knocking him for. Is that like he's just got maturity over these lower level players? I'm like, I don't really know. If I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that makes a difference when he's throwing people around the field. Right. Like, exactly. So uh, did we talk? Uh, I, might, I might be wrong with this, but isn't there a center from Ohio State come out? Didn't, didn't that we, that's my guy. I yeah. love that. I okay. watched his film yeah. yesterday. We, we, wasn't he the guy we drafted on our mock draft the other day we did? No, we had Tetman. We had the Wisconsin oh. guy somehow fell to the uh, third or fourth. It might have been fourth round, and I was like, broken right now. I know. I know. That's why I was like, well, if he's there in the fourth, yeah, give me the <laughs> right. I'll let him back up. Well, then there's those, those, but... those people that are like, well, you can't pick him up because it's not realistic. I'm like, if he's in the fourth, I'm picking him I'm up. Kidding. That's all what? I know. I mean, that's the way machi- machine that's does it. It's, he's there. Realistic. It's, it's a freaking machine doing it. You just well, pick people. Well, and, and none of us, just fans, we don't have that insider information of, uh, you know, behind the scenes, how they uh, interviewed at the mm-hmm. Combine and the Senior right. Bowl. We don't know – some of their reputations from campus that they get from literally from like their coaches, mm-hmm. you know, that they talk to. We don't have that. We don't have their medical history that they, that the NFL gets, you know, they scan those guys up and down for every injury and long-term short-term everything that those mm-hmm. injuries could be. So could uh, Darnell Washington, could he, could he uh, transition into a right tackle? <laughs> <laughs> Him and the, the old dominion guy. Yeah. Like, I just just throw them on the line, man. Just, <laughs> they don't need to be catching balls. Just throw them in there. No, not the old Dominion. The old Dominion guy needs. He's four or five. He ran a four or five. That six. Dude, seven. but imagine that pulling around the end, going out of corner. I know, but he, he also do? he jumped forty inches. I'm just thinking red zone threat, like just red. Just throw it up. Yeah, you how leak, can you leak him out on that fake field goal? You know, you leak him go. out of the pylon, and that's a easy. We can do it for the shovel pass. We prove for the shovel pass. <laughs> I mean, I mean, when you shovel pass a... to a six eight dude that's jumping forty inches, I'm gonna punch you in the nose. Jeff. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. All right, let's see. Oh, I'll try to read this without messing it up. All right, I think we did good. Free agent right tackle. Then hopefully we get Mayer in the first round and get the best cornerback in the second, unless Alabama's running back. Is there, which he shouldn't be. Oh, Gibbs is going to fall, though. He did not test well. Uh, he no. tested overall well. Yeah. He looked good in drills, but he didn't have the speed that everyone expected. Bichon was the best I thought he was going to be, to be honest. I mean, he still did good, but I thought he could be faster, to be honest. Bijan. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and like that's why like, I'm torn on Mayer, man. I don't know. I've never known how I felt about that guy, and this combine did not. I was hoping to get some – Clarity this weekend, and I am in the same predicament. I don't know. So, what will be your number one tight end then? Uh, my number one right tight end right now is Kincaid because I haven't seen him fail a test yet, and he's an awesome receiver, and that's what the NFL wants right now. So, the the back injury scares me with him. I, I was I was having him at like two and three with Washington because they're totally different tight ends. So, do you want the blocker? You want the pass catcher? But Mayor gives you a little bit of both. That's why I've kept him at number one. And like, That's why, yeah, I had I had a Kincaid and Washington at two and three, and Mayor at one. And then the way Mayor tested, I was hoping to see more athleticism because I thought he was a better pass catcher. 
But then even like he struggled to move the sled, which is a whole the conversation we get into why they even have that at the combine. Yeah. But like I just I wanted to see him move better. I don't I need to I need to watch more film on him to see if he can block like how well he can block. Because I've heard a lot of good things. I haven't really got into his film yet. I don't do a lot of tight end work. Um, but I mean, if he can be an effective blocker, I just I don't know. I'm really torn. That's why I dropped him to three. But really, it's like. I have yeah, two guys at one, and then yeah, they're all different, and they're all yeah. different skill sets. They're all they're all in that same tier, and there's a drop off after the three of them. But right, it's whatever you whatever you want out of that position. I think the Bengals would like Mayor the most because he gives them enough blocking, and we pass so much that even though he doesn't seem like he's explosive catching the ball, he is very good with the contested catch. He never was explosive at Notre Dame, just you know running wide open down the field. He's just making tough catches. Solid route runner, just just overall does a little bit of the, everything that you want. So he feels a lot like Hurst, if you're being honest. Like he feels like a younger version of Hayden Hurst because well, he's he's not explosive in the past game. I think Hurst is better in that aspect than he was. But Hurst is a damn good blocker that no one ever talked about. That but. you talk about Meyer, he's yeah. bigger. He's a lot bigger than he's a lot bigger. Huge. Yeah. Well, Hurst, Hurst, Hurst finally started to block solid this year, but like. Coming out, Hurst, Hurst was just a straight up, yeah. like athlete, athletic, former pitcher, like you know, put up tons of numbers and records at South Carolina. He was drafted to be like the explosive. Dale, you, know. you love this one. Let's take another Drew sample. The sleds were dominated <laughs> Washington. I'm, I'm gonna walk it. I'm gonna walk off after here. I'll be back, but I'm gonna need a man. Dude, we can't talk about that Washington sled rep, man. That was hand heavy, face in, hips behind, big steps. That was not a good rep on the sled. He's just he's just massive and had the length to move it and the weight behind him to move the sled. That was not a good sled rep, and any just, line he, guy will tell you that. He's just a big dude. He's for just a tight big end. boy. Yeah, I'm like I'll, the thing that impressed me about Washington was that one handed catch. That, that was that was that was how big were his hands, dude? I didn't. I need to look up the. Hold on, I'm gonna look that up. I didn't know. I mean, the ball looked like a freaking like a mini football in his hand. He's just like, Broop. I'm like, yeah, like a Nerf the- ball at the pool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's just that's. Yes. I mean, just to to watch these big guys move like that is just. I don't know. That just impresses the hell out of me when I when I see that there. Yeah, I'm showing so, my internet trying to find out how big his freaking hands are. <laughs> oh, if Dale was here, well, he got pissed off and left. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, I, I need my filibuster. Yeah, he, 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 he had to go get let his dog out. <laughs> That's what he had to do. All right, so while you're doing that, real, real quick, I just want to get your, your thoughts because a lot of uh, Bengals fans, I've had a lot of people comment on the show about this, about Jonah Williams. Like, oh, my God, Jonah Williams is trash. Jonah Williams is horrible. Jonah Williams is this, blah, blah, I keep trying to tell everybody Jonah Williams is going to be our left tackle next year. The year after that, I don't know. My opinion, now I'm no O-line expert at all, but I think Jonah Williams is average. Can he? He didn't make the leap that I thought he would make last year, or I wanted him to make. And I think it had a lot to do with you know dislocating both his kneecaps. Where are you at on Jonah Williams? I mean, is there something left there? Do you think there's another level he can get to, or or is is this it? First off, Darnell Washington's hands are, I believe, eleven inches wide. So that's a significant length for a hand. Yeah, and other appendages. Um, Jonah Williams, if you have been following me for any he's, alluding, time, he's alluding to a huge penis for anyone. <laughs> you know what to say about big hands? Um, big but feet. no, I love Jonah. I think he, everyone was begging for him to have an average O-line this year. And I do say everyone, people get mad at me for making a generalization. Everybody was asking for it. I could not go through my timeline last off season without people begging for average O-line play. Right. I think Jonah was average he was an average o-line player then everyone comes out and says oh well do you want average out of a first round preach preach brother (laughs) i'm like well okay he was a first round draft pick he also was injured for three years four years like i i i'm pumped that he's still average because most guys would have been out of the league at this point like i i'm so i'm so pumped to have him for another year and only at like 13 just under 13 million dollars like that's a steal we're getting a steal out of him next year. That's why, and he's going to play whether you don't want him to or not. Like he's he's my, going my question, to play next year. Who? My question with everybody who wants to replace him. I'm like, with who? We have to replace. We have to find someone to play right tackle. We don't have money to go out and sign uh, uh, Orlando Brown. We don't. That'd be great. But we don't have the money. 
who are they going to replace him with? That, that was dry Smith. Oh, we got to get better there. All right. Who? Yep. <laughs> well, can I add on to that? Like, Parker, I, I've been saying to Jeff and on here, like, okay, if he was a free agent, if we didn't pick up his fifth-year option, and he was on the market this year, he mm-hmm. would be right. the number two available offensive right. tackle because he plays left tackle behind Orlando Brown. Right. Would he not? Correct. Exactly. That's the thing, right? That, that should tell you enough right there of what other well, teams are going to pay for him. I mean. Well, that's the thing is like Jonah Williams last year, he's worth like, if he was on the market today, he'd be worth minimum 16 million a year. Most yeah. Likely. I say, and he probably gets 18 to 20 because no one has tackles. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. everyone's needy for tackles. And so we're trying to get rid of a guy that we're on. We have on like a $4 million discount minimum. Mm-hmm. Because they want better out of some guy out of the draft, out of a lower rated tackle, out of out of who? Like, well, and one of the coaches said that I can't remember if it was Pollock or it was Brian Callahan. He goes, "Everybody needs tackles. There's or offense linemen in general. There's not enough offense linemen in college, in the NFL, in the XFL. All all these. Everybody needs linemen. You get somebody who's average and there's potential to get better, which we all I think he still can." That's huge. That's he's healthy. That's awesome. If he's healthy, he's going to be right. better. Right. If he just yeah. If he just doesn't get hurt, because I mean, in the even in that week five game when he got hurt, he posted one of the best games I graded out for the year. Like, I, I don't what, what know what you want from him. I, I just don't understand what 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 do they want? I mean, do they do they want Anthony Munoz? Because there's only one of them. Yeah, I, I, that's where I'm, tra- I'm trying to figure out the. You want the, Whitworth because you're not yeah, getting him. We got <laughs> spoiled. We got spoiled. We got Jeez. spoiled. With Dude, he's been gone. He's been, he's been in the Hall of Fame for 20 years. You want a way he back? You want yeah. that revolving door that right. came Bobby, around the time? Well, I know he's a guard, Bobby Hart back. I know he's a yeah, Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, he's the best O-line me- member of that room. Who is the had? one guy? We had Newhouse playing left tackle. Yeah, Marshall Newhouse. You want Marshall oh. Newhouse back? Sure I think sure. Andre Smith had to play left tackle one game when we brought him back. Like well, he was supposed to be a left tackle. Oh, man, don't, do not spin. talk about sacks in the comment section right now. Please, for the love of God, do not right. talk about sacks. Well, he had one of the I lowest think, pressure this. rates in the league, but Joe Burrow was running for his life away from Collins and Adenogy all season, so they ran into sacks on Jonah's side, or Jonah to block his guy for eight seconds because Joe's running for his life, and his players run around. I mean, you can only block a guy for so long – I don't really care about the sack number because his true sack number is probably like in the single digits, most maybe six or seven. Most. This motherfucker's spitting. <laughs> For the podcast listeners, uh, oh. we had a comment talking about the amount of sacks that Jonah let up or let in or whatever. And that's what everybody's always coming back at me at. I'm like, it's more of the pressures. Yes. The sacks are there, but it wasn't Jonah's fault. Dude, he had like he had less than nine percent pressure rate and gave up the most sacks in the league. You think he's gonna do that again? Like no right. one's done that in the history of football, and it's not because he was historically bad. It's because he's getting blocked by P Ryan half the time, and when he's not, Joe Joe Burrow's running into sacks. Like I don't know. I yeah, I'm not. Go watch the film and then talk to me about sacks because I'm really over that conversation. Man, Parker just went. Oh, I'm glad I put that one up. That was good. Greg goes in a big savage mode. We got a big savage Parker, man. It's a super spidey sense. I love it. I'm so over that conversation, man. Well, you what? But you watch these guys. You break it down more than freaking PFF does. And you know, like, and you know the pressure rates, and you know this, and you know that. And so, like, about this one? Says bull rush. uh, The bull rush kills him. Yes, he struggles. He struggles with power. He's not going to be a perfect. He's not a top five tackle. He's an yeah, average. We're not, we're not saying that. Yeah, like, we're not. He, so saying okay, he struggles against the bull rush. Edge rushers that want to rush the edge on him have no chance. He was taking guys to twelve yards last year when they tried to take the edge. Yeah, you can bowl him. Okay, give him a chip every now and then. They never gave him any help because they're trying to help the right side. He was on island all year. Parker, that's what I always say. Everybody's like, "Oh, Miles Garrett kills him." I said. Well, one, Miles Garrett kills everybody. Two, they never help Jonah out. They leave him out there by himself. You left him alone for two games with Miles Garrett. What did you expect to happen? Right, exactly. You throw Orlando Brown with Miles Garrett for two whole games alone, he's not going to do very well either. He actually had a worse pressure rate than Jonah Williams, and he's asking for $20 million a year. <laughs> and, and we see Henderson getting pressure on Brown, right? Like, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Do you know what? Like, you don't think that yeah, Osai getting pressure on Brown? Like, oh, he destroyed he destroyed him. Henderson got pressure team. on him, but Osai destroyed him. So I have a question, Parker. And I, maybe this is some homework you can do for if you want to. When the offensive line was healthy, you know, for for I don't know, probably game what well, after the Browns game when we started the team game winning shit before they all started going down. Mm-hmm. I would love to know what the what the pressure rate was then. How much time did Joe have? Because that's when as that was the healthiest their offensive line was all year. And I think Joe performed the best and he got the least pressures in that time. I don't know the numbers at all, but I, I can't even whatever who went down first. Was it Kappa? Kappa went down first, I think. And then and then uh well, well I mean so I mean you also gotta they were that's healthy. when that's the offensive line. How good they were they playing were healthy. But yeah. Jonah still had it dislocated his kneecap and <laughs> yeah. not stopped. True. True. And, playing. and they, they were still, playing. I mean, my, my point is when they were all, all right, quote yeah, unquote no, they, healthy, they, they were good. They were very they good were line. A good group. Like they were, they were definitely pushing top 10 at points during that stretch. And I mean, they had some, they had some easier games. Like look how the run game looked during that stretch. Look mm-hmm. how Joe looked in the pocket during that stretch. Like it, once they got in a groove, once they hit that midpoint of the season and they were used to playing with each other, that group looked good. And that's why when I tweeted out earlier today that they should sign my favorite guard in the entire league from Philadelphia. Go look at my tweet. But Hey, I, I was mean, right, Jeff. I said I yeah, said yeah, I think yeah. Eagles. How, how do you say his yeah. name? Uh, say um, Malo. That's what. See, that's what I was like. I, <laughs> I, was like, I don't know. I've never had a lot of Polynesians in my life. I can't main, see that one. Our main man, Isaac. Isaac, it's my boy Isaac. Isaac, You know, big S. I knew you were talking about like. Yeah, no, but I mean, he's he's a bruiser, man. Like, if you put him on this line, I love Volson to death. But if Volson is your depth piece, like playing guard and tackle because he's got length to him and he's a good player, like throw throw a good high quality left guard in there next to Jonah, and I guarantee. With Joe Burrow in the backfield, this is a top ten unit next year. And Guaranteed. The thing is, we need depth because the last two freaking years, our offensive line can't stay healthy. So we got to improve depth. It's hard. But I will say, like, we're it not going to get a left guard. Like, no, no I love the like. Is Bolson upgradable? Yes, but I have just not let that even be like a thought for the. They're not going to spend the money there. I don't think they will. Yeah, no, I don't think they that's will. why yeah, they like said they're spending to the cap for the first time, literally ever. Right. No, they've yeah. been spending to you have to spend so much to the cap. They, they roll they roll over though. They roll they leave a lot in the bank season to season. Not not the last couple of years near as much as they used to. Well, not yet. Well, not they were able to not compared to when they were, you know, as people have been trying to say lately, like tanking for you know years apparently. But I don't well, know. Mike Brown used years. to give himself a ten million dollar <laughs> bonus <laughs> every year. That yeah, well, they're not bonus. rolling the cap over, they're just paying it to Mike, but you know, yeah. <laughs> All right, Dean, Dean we, we touched on this a little bit on the preview show of Bells and Brews, but uh, the preview Joe, we, show, that's all I am anymore. You're, huh? pre, you're the preview show to, to the main the main entertainment. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, but we, we were talking about Joe Mixon on there. And, I'm and, the appetizer to your main course, and you know what? A lot of people like appetizers. Yeah, there you go. Oh. They like it better. I, I'm I a big appetizer. Dale's your mozzarella sticks, man. You got to <laughs> give his credit <laughs> where it's due. And who doesn't like a good mozzarella stick? Who doesn't like a good matzo stick, man? Oh, do you guys make me hungry? So anyway, I'm, I'm getting hungry too. So I, was, I, I personally think Mixon is not going to get the twelve million dollars. I think he's either getting cut or it's getting uh, restructured. And I don't, I, I don't, I think P. Ryan. I got better shot. I had bringing P. Ryan back and Travion and drafting somebody. I know it's not offensive line, Parker, but you're Bengals fan. What's what? What's your opinion? Dude, I I would love to draft Ryan back, man. Have you seen the guys this year? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them. Uh, they're not paying Mixon and. Just from the responses, I think a lot of people kind of over like overblew this, but Duke Tobin is very always speaks very highly of his players, or at least very vaguely. But, Sorry, uh, I said blooming onion. I had to. He just got all off topic. Sorry. Go, go ahead, Parker. They also blooming onion. Um, but no, I don't. I think the fact the way he was answering questions, I don't think Mixon's back. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't have anything against Mixon. I don't in general and. Any of my friends can attest to this. I hate running backs in general because I think they're overpaid and overvalued. I think you can put an average running back in there on a rookie contract for three years, get a lot of juice out of him. He'll go get paid somewhere and bust. Like, I think that's what this team needs to be on a cycle of is cheap running backs and cheap tight ends and value picks at the O-line spot because they're going to pay Joe a lot of money. 
They're going to pay Chase a lot of money. We all want them to pay Higgins a lot of money. So what does that mean? You can't pay everybody on the offense because then you'll have no defense. You'll have to score 150 points a game. So <laughs> I, I, I wonder if we're going to start seeing more people like they want their kids to be a linebacker or an edge rusher than even have them like, hey, your future is to be a running back. Because, yeah, that may get you a, a college scholarship, but the NFL is such a short life and uh, money-wise, like, it's just kind of true. Like, I mean, they posted the thing about the Super Bowl. Like, these guys will have their entire four or five guys on their running back room for under $10 million. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that's basically what the Chiefs did. With, with their, oh, they, they didn't well, he got Pacheco, who was a seventh-round pick. Like, yeah. I, he got the job done, didn't he? If we were right. worried about Pacheco coming in. I was, at least. I bet on that touchdown, and that hit. So, I mean, I felt pretty good about Pacheco. I mean, a running back I like is a kind of smaller one, and I can never remember his name, but he's a kid out of uh, Tulane. Because oh, I saw Tom, him play. Tajay? Tajay. Tajay Spears. I am as a second-round prospect. I mean, I don't – my guy still Izzy that's underrated a little bit, but I also have him as like a early third. the Minnesota kid? That's the Pittsburgh, 20 years old. And I call him Izzy, which is his nickname, but it's Israel Abinacandy. Okay. Whoa, that, you said that one good. Look at that. Very proud of you. Confidence. Bro, hey. I've been working on these, but, man, they don't make it easy. No, they don't. They don't make it easy for a Southern Ohio hick-ass motherfucker who can't even say regular English words correct <laughs> to try to pronounce their names. If you want to talk about – hold on. This is, this is going to sidetrack. But can we just talk about – so there's a guard out of UCLA. His name is Antonio, not Antonio, Antonio. And I was writing oh, I, his name. I literally have it written down Monty. as Antonio Moffy. You're talking about Moffy, right? Yeah, Moffy. Because I posted it. I posted my rankings, or no, I was talking to somebody about him or something. And Jared, Jared messages me and he's like, just FYI, his name's Antonio, not Antonio. I think his parents just named him that to fuck with people. <laughs> Is the N in there though? No, it's Antonio. One N. Antonio. I guess I just like subconsciously wrote it down. I did too. I never like read it. I just assumed it was Antonio. Anyway, back to running backs. I just good to know. (laughs) Hey, Hey, that's great knowledge for me. You're talking to two two guys named Dale and Jeff. We're the two most boring names around. (laughs) We don't know how to spell spell Antonio. Antonio. You got to say it like that. Antonio. 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 Antonio Muffy. Antonio, bring me the mozzarella sticks. I need the cheese sauce. Oh, we're canceled. You're canceled. You're canceled. <laughs> I don't think you can do that, Jeff. I don't. Can't do it. <laughs> all right, Parker, running backs. What were you saying? We got all anyway, I don't even. Dale was going on a, going about running backs. I don't know. I mean, like I said, I don't really care to watch running backs because I just look for their uh, RAS, RAS, however you want to say it. Mm-hmm. score and if they test well they're fast and i watch their a couple of their drills i do like their off tackle drill i really like watching because that says a lot for me just kind of how they track like where their running lines are um but i mean if they if they look good they're going to be good for the first couple of years i mean and again like we said you're not looking for a big hit in the running back spot anyway like Bijan be awesome i think this team would waste Bijan to be honest because they're not going to use a running back like that i mean that's not a terrible point like no. That's why we're looking. We're looking at Tank Bigsby. We're looking at Charbonnet is the most athletic guy I want. Yeah, I, wanna, and I, I, I have him as my. That's the thing. I have him as my running back three, and that's why everybody's like, "Well, we'll just pick him up." And it's like, okay, at best he lasts till sixty. So everyone's like, "We'll get Charbonnet in the third. I'm like, "Hell no, you won't. You're not. I, I'm not sure. I don't think he lasts till sixty, but that's just my opinion. But and if he is there at sixty, that is the latest he'll be there. If you want to yeah. take him. One thing, if you're a Bengals running back, you've got to know how to freaking pass block. That's that why they're selling Mixon because he right. can't. Exactly. If Mixon they're can paying pass, two well, guys to do the job of one guy. Right. That that, that exactly. That's that's exactly what they need to do. I mean, get the guy out there who can stay out there third down the whole time, so you don't you don't shovel in and out. Like, all right, third down to pass him because yeah. P Ryan's coming coming in because Mixon can't pass block. I mean, that's the whole. We don't talk about the Super Bowl. Why is P. Ryan in on third down? Well, because you have to put him in on third down to show the pass look because that's who goes in on pass downs. Mm -hmm. You have one running back that you're not paying a total of $15 million for. You're paying one running back a rookie contract deal that can do both jobs. 
you can leave them on the field the whole time. You all, Your offense automatically gets more diverse. Right. But I'll give a name because I put it out on Twitter earlier. was like some guys we're not talking about enough for mid-rounds. And name name number one at running back was Chase Brown. Because he had a great oh, combine yeah, from Illinois. Um, Derek's in love with his brother, Sidney Brown, the safety. So it's only fair now since me and Derek are like this, or like yeah. this, that I'd be in love with his twin brother, the running back, Chase Brown. I haven't watched a lot of him. Is he, how big is he? Well, hold on. Let me let let me pull some stuff up for you, sir. Let me clear my throat. Nah, 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 nah. Oh, sorry. Don't, oh, don't let us get too much hold music, Dale. Five eleven, two fifteen. So that's that's a big boy. That's a thick that, boy. That's good size, right? He's yep. only twenty two years old. Just turned twenty two. Will one of the things I've written down about him? He was productive and very productive. So I was worried about his testing, actually. But uh, willing pass protector. That's all you can ask for coming out of college is someone who's a willing pass protector. Doesn't mean they're great at it. it means they fucking put their fucking nose in there and try. Well, that's like that's like Samaje when we're playing the Cowboys and he goes in there and goes one on one with Micah Parsons. I feel like everyone forgets about that. But I, he didn't have no he no hesitation. Didn't avoid him. He got right in there, squared up with him, and he held him up for the whole day. Well, Ted Karras just said Samaje could be an offensive lineman if you wanted to. I mean, he blocks that Throw him well. in at guard, man. Better yeah. than Sharping was. In the, uh, anyway, but which, uh, did, did, uh, did, did, uh, did, did you watch the show when we had Trags on here when, when Trags said that they were a week away from getting Kappa Everybody and, back. And all yep. of them back? If we, dude, if we had Kappa <laughs> in that game, we win that freaking game. Hey, well, you have Jackson Carmen. All you needed back was Jonah Williams. Jackson Carmen's like, just throw Jonah at guard because he was like the best left tackle this team's ever seen. All you need is Jackson Carmen. He's like the best player on the team. Are, are you on crack right now? Did you? He's, take ready, he's ready to go into another rant. Don't, <laughs> don't get him started. So you, so, so you're not on, on the Jackson Carmen is going he to be played well as going to replace Williams a backup left tackle. It's nothing wrong with that. He is a great backup left tackle. There you go. Not a starting left tackle. I, I, but I love him at, at swing. I think that would be. We talked about this earlier in, in this broadcast. I, I would love to see him at, as our. Swing. Well, I think that's where he could prove himself to keep sticking here after this year. Well, I've said like if he he needs to go out for the right tackle job this year, they're going they're going to replace Jonah with a long term replacement after this season. And if they don't, I'm going to have some strong words on Twitter. But we can all wait for that. But if Jackson Carmen wants to stick on this team, he needs to go for that right tackle spot. Well, well, I think he showed Jonah, a lot of upside. He's a great run blocker. I think he can do it. What if Jonah makes the jump? That we all think you don't think the Bengals are trying to if, he, if he's improving during the season, you don't think they'll try to if he makes the jump, he's gonna be a 20 million dollar, yeah. I'm not saying that to you last week, Jeff. I don't care who it is. Listen to me, you don't listen to me, Jeff. You talk a lot, okay? You say a lot of stuff, okay? It's kind of hard. There's always so much room in here, okay? Jonah, everything you say, <laughs> Jonah's an 18 million dollar guy this year. Right. I'm not going to let him take a right. jump, have the cap go up, and then pay right. him 25 next year. No, that makes sense. That does make sense. I, I love the guy. I'm, I hope he goes and kicks ass and gets his yeah. money. But like, I'm not keeping him. That's for sure. That, that, that makes way more sense than what Dale said the other day about the same thing. <laughs> no, but I, uh, as much as I, I talk bad about him, I love I love Carmen. He looked good in the run game, and I really I need him to pan out so I can stop having night terrors about Creed Humphrey because I was pounding the table for him. And you couldn't hear me in Cincinnati, apparently. <laughs> no, dude, that was, uh, trust me, like the only way I rationalized that draft pick after the fact was that we traded down and got some picks for him. And then that we also picked up Osai in the third, who I would have taken in the second. Like, oh, I was so you flip-flopped him? Yeah, I just, I in my head, in my head, Carmen was a third-round pick. That's the only way I could get through it without losing my mind because – I had Osiah as like a fringe first round, early second guy. We got him in the third. And Carmen I had as like a middle third round guy. So I'm like, oh, I guess I could flip flop him in my head. And that's still a good draft, you know? No, I, uh, I've seen a lot of these guys come out. There's a lot of guys coming out this year with grading systems. I don't know if it's because I haven't been in the dra and draft Twitter too much except for last year, kind of. But there's a lot of these guys that like talk about value per pick and they do the whole draft and 
show how many guys are falling. And that's why I, I had posted that tweet yesterday. But tw- the pick at 28 is not – everyone's acting like it's going to like a boom or bust pick. But, like, there's going to be probably three to five good options at that pick that are good first-round value this year. That doesn't mean their first-round value, I think, is like maybe 15, 15 first-round yeah. picks. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's going to be good value at 28, and you're not going to be angry with any of the people they pick. When we get to 60, there's going to be a lot of good value at 60 that has fallen that should have been away in the first. Like, that's that's how the draft works. There's there's teams that are going to draft Cole Strange in the first round and are going to let somebody fall to you. you just yeah, gotta, Cole, let's, let's Cole some, Strange is actually really good. Oh, I, I was so, a fan of him coming out of the combine. But, I was so man. pissed that he ended up being good because I was like, what the fuck, man? No, I, I had a, I had my first draft party of my adult life last year, and they picked Cole Strange, and everyone was like, "What the hell?" And I was like, "That's a sneaky good pick. That's a really good pick." And they're like, "Who the hell is this guy?" They're all laughing at like, you. Chattanooga. <laughs> like, now, now when you have your second draft party, he's gonna walk around the Cole Strange jersey because I think he wears number sixty nine. Do the crap, by the way. Uh, trash crop too. He does wear number sixty nine too, so he's destined for success. Yeah, that's how you know he's the guy. That's what I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna post my big board on the wall, and when they pick random guys up in the first round that no one's ever heard of, I'm gonna highlight them. <laughs> like, there you go. That's Parker's guy. Parker was in the office of that one. You, you know, you know that I, uh, I haven't done it the last few years. I just keep everything on paper. But there is a couple. I want everybody to see it when I was having draft parties. This is my shit. All I did was get made fun of. It was very disappointing. <laughs> when Warren McClendon gets picked up in the first round, and everyone's like, who the hell is this guy? He went to Georgia. How have I never heard of this guy? I'm going to be unbearable on the timeline. Just know that right now. Unbearable. Oh, I, I think we, we, we'll probably do it doing some uh, live shows, uh, you know, during the draft or after the draft or something, I'll, I'll, I'll set something. Yeah, up. I mean, we're definitely going to be doing stuff around the draft, but yeah. I just we, we don't get you back on. I usually hang out with my brother-in-law, so I'm like, ah, I don't yeah. know. Like a whole no, you, thing, you, but... you don't need to hang out with the brother. You can hang out with us. It's fine, whatever. Yeah, uh, but yeah. <laughs> so last year, Cardloftis, that one still hurt me. Oh, dude, I'm co- I text him. Uh, he's like, dude, we're that close. <laughs> like, I was so all. I was like, oh, that was this guy. And I was filming it all day too. I dude, was like, it was close, cool. dude. Oh, let's go, freaking Chiefs. One pick. One pick. Hey, Parker, you've been on for almost an hour. I appreciate it, man. I'll let you go get some dinner or whatever, but tell everybody where they can find you, uh, what you got coming out, or anything you want to plug. Uh, man, it's always a pleasure to come on here. I like chatting with you guys. Like, it's, I feel like I've, I've been on some podcasts where it feels kind of stiff and it's like very like regulated. I like that we can just bullshit on here, man. It makes me happy. I know. Another I show like that. I know another show like that, Parker, that you may be on next Wednesday. This Dude, Thursday. I don't know. Am I? Am I? I've heard rumors. What? I've heard rumors. Another show? I don't know. Wait, part, you're not just whatever show that is. Forget it. They're not. A, they're is there a show that's not this show? No, no. This is the only show. It's Jeff, just, you thought he was exclusive to you? Duh, he's. Oh, he's, Parker's a slut. Dude, we, we had we had a know. moment in lot one. We gave you Parker's a podcast slut. <laughs> dude, I just have to. I have to get on here. I have to have. I have to have a place where I can yell about Jonah Williams, and someone that's not my fiance can hear it. <laughs> there you go. This, the, the, both shows are the place for you. <laughs> next Wednesday, Parker's going to be on my show next Wednesday. Free agency, baby. Big E's coming. He's coming. Yeah. Oh uh, no! Uh, my I always put my ad on here because I don't like saying it. It feels weird and it feels very scammy. But uh, that's my. You can go follow me uh-huh. um, at Parker Blake sixty on Twitter because then see me rant about how I know more about the draft than everybody else, even though no one knows about the draft. Hell yeah! His fans um, is uh, Big Utah sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got that's some, I got some off season stuff coming up. That's a pretty good Big Utah sixty nine. Is a pretty good <laughs> well, I don't want to lie. It'd be like Little Utah sixty nine. <laughs> You're a big boy. Um, well, yeah, some some areas. Um, but I got I got some stuff coming up. I don't know anything official yet. I'll let you guys know. I'll let everybody know. Just go follow me. I live on Twitter. Um, ask anybody around me. They all yell at me for it. And Sam with Gen Z. So <laughs> there you go. All right, Parker. Appreciate you. See you, brother. I'll see you next time. Well, I'll, I'll I'll see you on the TV screen. I'm not. Hey, hey, hold on, hold on. Brad just said Parker on belly up to the bar. Oh. 
you never know. Dude, I don't know. You got me intrigued with this. One of our show. one of our loyal twenty subscribers to belly up to the bar. <laughs> twenty subscribers. We were actually talking about this to him before, Brad, and you yeah. had no idea about that. So Brad, I... Brad's here with us. He's like, because mm. <laughs> well, uh, well, I will the... tease Friday at eight thirty is when we're doing our next episode. Mm-hmm. Right at eight thirty p.m. and it's a uh, belly up to Zombie Land because we're talking all about the apocalypse. We're talking. This is, first, uh, this is a great first episode for me. <laughs> so we're talking. How's the fat guy going to survive in the apocalypse? The fat guy's we're survival talking, tips. <laughs> we're talking our favorite like zombie apocalypse movies. Like we, we it's going to be a good one. Exactly. We don't want to talk about too much now. We want to wait till Friday. Yeah, so. yeah. Friday. Tune in Friday. Friday. Parker, Parker, I'll send you a link to last week's episode. So we we did it like three thirty on Friday, but yeah, exactly. it was like where the combine was starting. Uh-huh. So we did like a fat man combine thing, dude. I'm telling, we have to do a fat man combine. Oh, well, dude, we didn't actually hurt her. Well, actually, some of stuff. No, we so didn't. so the first well, event, watch the video. We we got some ideas. Yeah, but the first event, just here's a tease. The first event we came up with was the forty ounce dash. So how fast can you drink a forty drink ounce? You have 40 hands? You're going to go 40 hands for the 40 ounce dash? Hey, we weren't going to actually run. Yeah, we're not we running. We need to run. No, we're just drinking. We don't run. No, we don't run. We're too big and old. Well, I'm too big and old. And then, oh, you know, no, we got man. the three Coney drill. Like, we had some good ones. How, I'm yeah, just going to I'm watching that for, right, for sure. All right, I'll shoot you. I'll be on that for sure. And then maybe you'll be on Friday with us. There you go. It's Jeff and I show and pork chop. Porchop. Porchop's the, the most myth. fascinating man ever. The man, the myth, the legend. He's worked at a strip club. He's judged the cannabis cup. Dude, I was so glad I got to I got to meet him. I I never heard about him until I got out. I was out there for the game. Yeah. And he he come walking up and you say, Oh, this is pork chop. And I just like the energy I got from that guy, I was like, I need to I need to talk to this guy. Dude, okay, awesome. okay, but now we've got to know him more even since the season B yeah. has ended. Yeah. With this show and the thing, and it's mind blowing. They put the jello in the thing. Okay, I want to send you a link. It's a lot. It's amazing and it's a lot. It's awesome. All right, Parker. I appreciate it, though. Who day, brother? Who day? Yeah, Friday. (laughs) All right. I said we never promote that show, but I had to promote it. (laughs) We promoted on two different shows today. We never promote the show. Well, you know, I mean, it had like 20 subscribers, but they're 20 loyal subscribers. 20 loyal subscribers. And Brad's one of them. And we appreciate it. That's why I I said, I don't care if it doesn't grow. I said, we'll keep doing it as long as we are having fun. And and that makes me laugh so much. (laughs) Uh, So you got any shows coming up on Big Ones and Brews this week? You want to tell everybody about it? I am Bengals and Brews. Fuck you, Derek. Fuck you, Joe. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, we got shows. I got a show tomorrow, but it's with uh, Centauri and Greg. Now I got a show Thursday with Willie Lutz, unless he backs out like last week. <laughs> and, then, and then Saturday, we're going to have Andrew Fox Miller on. Yeah. That's the first time we're having him on. I'm excited for him because he's a pretty cool dude. He does. He's the man behind James Rapine. He is James Rapine. James Rapine is just the mouthpiece. James, Andrew Fox Miller is is the information guy. He does all the work. He does all the work. The producer that, uh, no, he does like all the graphics, all that. James is just the pretty face with the belt bars. (laughs) You're pussy. You're pussy, James. He's just upset. You just upset because he's there. James never come on your show. I know. I love you, James. Just kidding. (laughs) You're great. Whatever. Hi, dude. Who day? Drink, 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 drink. Hold on, hold on. Go. Go, go. Keep drinking. For the podcast listeners, Dale is downing a 12 ounce Miller Light. Can't do it. His throat is burning. He can't do it. I got a gag reflex. (laughs) That's a good way to end. Or do I? (laughs) Oh, God. I love those guys. I hope you guys had as much fun as I did watching that. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Somebody commented. Um, private comment. Anyway. Hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. Let's get to Facebook groups as, as that let me live stream. I appreciate every single one of them. They are Hootay Nation. Hootay Legion. 
Racker Reds, Bearcat Ruckets, the Ohio State Bucknuts, the Ice Bar. And then you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under sports with, actually, all under Bengals Talk. Well, let's just put, look up Strawberry Ice. It's two different names. <laughs> all under Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trotterpole. TikTok is at Iceman90. I will be pulling on the saddle later on tonight. Putting on the podcast is on BeanPod, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure you rate, like, and review. Leave a five-star review. Leave a comment so more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. Again, the new name is Bengals Talk with Strawberry Ice. YouTubers, you guys are awesome. Seriously, I had a huge jump yesterday, 2,132 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you guys. Please keep growing the channel. I will keep do doing this every single day. Um, well, not Saturday. Well, sometimes Saturday. So it just depends on what I feel like doing tomorrow on the show. I have, I'm looking it up real quick. Cause I forget. Uh, oh, <laughs> how'd I forget that? I, for oh, I forgot that. I am 99.9999% sure. I'm going to have Trenton Irwin Bengals wide receiver on the show. I think it's going to be at eight o'clock. Cause that's when, cause it's, if I did a five o'clock, he's got a tea time in California. So I think we're doing it at eight o'clock. So. This is why I tell you, subscribe to the channel. So tomorrow, Trenton Irwin of the Cincinnati Bengals, live here, 8 o'clock. If it's not, it'll be me talking to myself. Again, if you want to see a really cool show or maybe a disaster of the show, subscribe. Other than that, that's just sports, baby. See ya!